Just picture with me for a moment the Lord, Jesus, our Savior. He's standing in front of you. He's looking at you. And then you see that He's reaching toward you. With a rush of excitement, you realize that the attention of the Savior is now focused in your direction. His hand extends and reaches out and then reaches past you. What in the world? What does it mean when Jesus reaches past us? Not touches us where we are, but reaches past us. That's the amazing message that Reverend Tom Trimble brings to us today. When Jesus reaches past you, you're going to be blessed. Thank you, friend, for joining us at Arlington United. On this subject today, Jesus reaching past you. Jesus reaching past you. Would you say that with me? Jesus, Jesus reaching, reaching past, past you. I'm so glad for all of our guests, wonderful people of God. Uh, just turn to somebody and tell them, forget about me for the rest of this service. Yeah, tell them. Tell the other person, listen, I'm busy. I'm going to help the preacher. Yeah. Amen. I got good news for you. God's got whatever you need. Today. He's got absolutely whatever you need. I started out saying he, he hadn't run out of anything. There's always going to be enough of Jesus to go around. Amen. Thank God. I'm not going to read my verse first so you can be seated. Uh, I'm glad you're, you're in the house of the Lord. You know, um, Jesus uh, astounds me, and I know there are a lot of reasons to be astounded, but I can't figure out everything that he did. This is something that, that has bothered me for years a little bit. Um, why, why did he give the money back to Judas? Because the Bible says that he knew that he was a thief. <laughs> and uh, why would you do that? If I knew somebody was a thief, that's the last person that I would say, here, can you hang on to this for me? <laughs> All the time. It's hard for me to figure out. Um, when I was 17, I was struggling with the eternal question of what I would do with my life. There are some young men here today. How old are you guys? 16? 18. 18? I just missed it. Uh, but, uh, you know, when you're young, right, you need to write it all down because usually you know everything. I hated that I didn't write it down because I forgot some of it as I got older. Um, but when I was 17, I was struggling with, with what I would do with my life. I felt the power of being raised in a, in a 
a pastor's home. But I felt pulled in different directions. Uh, There was a girl I was dating that that was not going to be good for my future. Uh, I knew she wasn't serious about the Lord. And uh, there are choices that you're presented with in life, especially as a young person, that you know it's going to lead you either closer to God or further from God. It might just be small changes, but it's going to lead you either closer or further. <clears throat> and I went to a youth, uh, I went to Youth Congress, and uh, if you don't know about Youth Congress, uh, back then it was the very beginning of it, so it was thousands, but it wasn't 37,000 like it is now. Um, they fill stadiums now with this, uh, with this Youth Congress. But um, God was pulling for me. He was reaching for me. He was speaking into my heart. I felt great spiritual potential. <laughs> but I was at a crossroads. I was at an intersection. And I felt this sense of urgency and this great spiritual potential. Potential is a tricky word. It's a tricky word. It's an interesting word. I remember hearing it. Uh, in a parent-teacher conference that my teacher was having with my mother when I was in third grade. My teacher told my mother that I had great potential. And I did not know what to do with that because, uh, whatever, I was reading at a, a higher level or whatever, but somehow I didn't feel like it was time to go to the front of the class and receive a ribbon or anything. It wasn't really even a pat on the back. It was the possibility of that happening in the future. So potential left me feeling hollow but hopeful. Right? Uh, when you look at the definitions of potential, one is possible, but not yet actual, right? Uh, capable of being or becoming, but not yet in existence, latent. As a noun, it's possibility or, or potentiality, um, a latent excellence or ability that may or may not be developed. So what does it mean if you say you young lady have the potential to be a great musician. You play music? No. <laughs> but you have the potential. <laughs> Perhaps. Uh, and, and, and really, that is to say, if you manage your time, if you listen to your music instructor, if you stay balanced, if you keep a great attitude, you... You could be something. You could accomplish something. You could be excellent. Anybody that's read uh, Malcolm Gladwell's, uh, uh, one of those books, he has a concept of 10,000 hours. Outliers, yeah. 10,000 hours. So you see somebody, if you put the time in, you could be great. You could be fantastic. You could be, it's amazing. I'm 
I'm trying to finish a book and in the book on uh, digital communication. How long do you think you're going to spend on your smartphone in your lifetime? How long? Any ideas? How long do you think you're going to spend on your smartphone? Uh, statistics point to 11 years. You will spend 11 years on your smartphone. What could you accomplish in 11 years? You could literally start from scratch and become a commercial airline pilot in that amount of time. You could get a degree. You could do a lot of different things, but we're going to spend it on this. We're going to spend it looking at reels of cats <laughs> and new recipes are ways to organize our clutter. 11 years. Turn to somebody and say, 11 years. Wow. But if you spend that time practicing an instrument, you'd be a virtuoso. Right? Could be great. What does that look like spiritually? Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea, all of Samaria, and to the end of the earth. You shall receive power and it will empower you to do something great for God. Jesus sees past your present hang-ups and your present mistakes and he sees tremendous spiritual potential. Do you believe that? And Jesus sees, and I, this is really the heart of what I'm trying to preach today, Jesus sees the best in you. He sees the best in you. Abraham Maslow said, if you plan on being anything less than you are capable of being, you will probably be unhappy all the days of your life. If you plan on being anything less. And so what I want to encourage us to do today is to not listen or not let who we are right now keep us from what God has for us. Amen. Don't let who you are stop you from listening and feeling God's reach. He reaches past our insecurities. Right. In the Bible, he spoke to Gideon. The Bible said, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the cherubim tree, which is in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Ebrazite, uh, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon is like, you can't be talking to me. Oh, no. I'm talking straight to you. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. 
there was not a lot of data to use that kind of greeting. There was not a lot of uh, track record to call Gideon a mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, then why has all this happened to us? Really? And where are all his miracles? Listen to what he said. Which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us from up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hand of the Midianites. The Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. What? Have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, well, it's always positive, this voice. Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. It's as if there was just one of them, and you're going to smash them. What on earth are you talking about? I am the least likely in my family. Our tribe is the least likely tribe. What on earth are you talking about? God was reaching past Gideon. Yes, Gideon, you're right here, but I'm speaking to the Gideon that is past where you are. I'm speaking to the potential and the power that I want to display in you. I'm speaking to the better person that you're going to be. Yes. Yes. Pastor insecurities. Can I tell you something? You're 16, you're 18. Young people, are you kidding me? I, I was such a lanky... Before I took up bodybuilding, I was. <laughs> I understand. I'm jello with a belt. I know, but I, I was just a kid, and I had no idea what the Lord wanted until He spoke into my life and said, "I've got a plan for you." I had no, just like Gideon, I had no track record. I had no, I had nothing to offer. And now I'm absolutely living the dream that he gave me when I was your age, praying, saying, dear God, just use me. Just, just take my life and make something out of it. And he's speaking past me, reaching past me, just like he did with Gideon. Gideon's like, what on earth? I have no credibility at all. He's saying, you will. I'm going to do something mighty in your life. And I'm not even going to use the thousands of soldiers you have. I'm going to cut it down to 300. And you're going to know it's me. And I'm going to blow everybody's mind. They're going to be talking about this victory in years to come. How do you win it? Some pitchers and lights and candles inside of it, torches, trumpets. What? You can't win a war with that. You can't win a battle with that. Well, you just hide and watch. God can do something supernatural if you'll just say, okay. 
I want what you want for my life. He's, he's reaching past you. He reaches not only past our insecurities, but past our sins. What? This is what's hard for people to believe. Really. It's amazing. You know, Moses is on the mountain getting instructions for Aaron while God is speaking to him about the breastplate and all the things that the priest is going to do. And you know what Aaron's doing? He's down at the bottom of the mountain building a golden calf, leading the people of God into idolatry and debauchery. What kind of God do we serve that says, even when you were on a bar stool, uh, and, and even when you were doing all the wrong things, even while you were addicted to cocaine, I was making plans for you for for victory and for power and for I was gonna, I'm gonna put your family together and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you out of that addiction. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a way for you. It's amazing. David. He's reaching past your sins. Nevertheless, for David's sake, the Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by setting up his son after him and by establishing Jerusalem because David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and had not turned aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Oh yeah, he was a murderer, but other than that, he was a really good guy. Except the fact that he took the man's wife and murdered her husband, he was really, I mean, top shelf. How can God make an awesome king out of some... Listen, I've seen God take people from nowhere, from, from less than nowhere, and make something so mighty out of them. I'm telling you, I, I was sitting on an airplane the other day, and, and I was sitting next to this guy named Danny. And, and Danny was dropping bombs about every fourth word. And I was like, and he was ordering more uh, vodka or something. And, and man, it's like, I'm like, this is an early flight. That's your third one. I'm glad you're not flying this plane. No, no, you know, I wasn't, well, whatever. It sounds like I was judging. But, um, uh, he, he, he was he was pretty pretty busy um, and I start talking to him and you know I'm like okay God now, now can I be honest We're, it's just us right uh, I would have loved to have taken a nap because it was an early flight I had my little neck pillow ready and I'm like uh, okay I just want to take this flight off and the Lord's like no that's not an option so I start talking to Danny, and I say, Danny, what, what, you know, you've lived a little while. He was, he was probably in his 40s. I said, what's the lesson that you got out of life so much, so far? And he, he looked me in the eye, and between the bombs, he said, you know what? I've learned how much I need God. I was like, Really? Didn't, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Can I tell you something? I won't go into the long story. We had a two-hour flight. He was so hungry for God, I got out my, 
my phone and I got out into his marvelous light, I'm like, I no time like the present where I got a captive audience here. And we're, 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 he ain't going nowhere, you know? And we, we, we start talking about the Lord. I take him to John 3, you must be born again of the water and the spirit. I said, everybody knows John 3, 16. You know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that's all well and good, but how do you start the conversation? You must be born again of the water and the spirit, or you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. He's like, I haven't seen that. I said, let's go over to the book of Acts. I'm telling you, we're do we were doing a Bible study right there, and the flight attendant, I'm trying to draw a picture about the cross and the 300 AD and everything else on a napkin, and she brought me an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. She said, or maybe it was bigger than that. She brought me a good pen. She said, I heard you talking about the Bible. Here, here's something to draw on. And, and we're, doing, we're doing a Bible study in the middle of the airport. You know why? Because Jesus saw past the bombs he was dropping. Jesus saw past what he was drinking. Jesus saw past the problems in his life. And he said, you know what? I got a plan for Danny's life. I, got a plan. I, took, his, I took his number. We've exchanged information. I'm hoping we can do a FaceTime Bible study. But they're all around us. Jesus looks past the sin and the problems and the failure. He reaches past our failures. Simon was uh, such a, uh, uh, Simon was something. You know, and, and the passage, uh, I know I got the, where's, I've got a verse up here. I should read a verse, shouldn't I? Uh, yeah, let's, there it is. John 1, 40 through 42. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and he said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. Simon Peter was anything but solid. He was like the sand. He was impetuous. He, he got the answers wrong. A lot of the times he got the occasional right answer at some important times. But, but Simon was... He was just a fisherman, but you know what? Jesus right here, he's saying, I know what you think you are, but I can see past where you are, and I'm going to reach to that Simon Peter that's going to preach on the day of Pentecost and tell people how to turn from sin and preach the apostolic evangelistic message. That's who I see. Amen. I'm telling you today, God does not see where you are stuck. He sees beyond. He sees Amen. your potential. Amen. He sees what he can Amen. do in your life. He sees how he can help your family. Amen. He sees how you can be a better parent. Amen. He sees how you can be a better, a better Christian. He sees how you can be a, a better husband or wife. He's, he, he sees that, that better version. And that's what he's reaching for. He's speaking past you. He said, Peter, from now on, you're going to catch men instead of fish. Reaches past your limitations. Like Moses, I can't talk. Well, I'll tell you what, you're still going to be a deliverer. You're going to hold up your staff and waters are going to part. What? I can't even, I can't articulate. I'm going to send somebody with you. I'm going to make 
something great out of you. And that's what, coming back to my first question, why did he give the money back to Judas? My opinion, I think Jesus was reaching past him. Judas, I know you're a thief, but I'm, give, I'm giving this to you because I know what you can be. Here, hold this for us. You be the treasurer. Why? Because I know if you'll follow me, you can overcome the sin in your life. Amen. You can overcome the trouble in your life. You can overcome the temptation in your life. I'm going to trust you to become the person. We all know that Judas did not, did not follow through with that. But why else would Jesus give him a chance? It wasn't because he wanted to lose the money, right? Now let me tell you something. Don't mistake God's long-suffering for God's approval. Amen. Okay, let me say it again. Don't mistake God's long-suffering for God's approval. Maybe we're not where we need to be, but God's reaching past us. Why do we feel his, his, his patience and his long-suffering? Because he's reaching for us to pull us closer to him. He's reaching today. I couldn't get away from this message. God's reaching for you. He's reaching past your obstacles. In Mark, he, he reached out to the rich young ruler. We call him the rich young ruler. He, he said, now he's going down the road. He came uh, running out before him and said, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said, you know the commandments. Don't commit adultery. Don't murder. Don't steal. Don't burn, bear false witness. Don't defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said, I've done all of this since I was a child. Then Jesus, looking at him, listen to this, loved him. He loved him. And said, one thing you lack, go your way. Sell whatever you have, give it to the poor. You'll have treasure with me in heaven. Take up the cross, follow me. He was reaching past him, yes. saying there's one thing, you love money more than you love me, and I've got to reach past you to the person you can be. My son preached the message about the 13th disciple. Perhaps that was the one that could have been the, the next disciple. But I'm telling you, Jesus knows exactly where we are today. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I understand not all of us are, are called to do different things. But God is such a miracle worker. You know, I've, ta I've talked to this uh, leadership group about what, what the Lord's done in some of these Uber drivers that I've, I've talked to. Uh, but, uh, man, there are people in our church right now... I, fighting cocaine, uh, fighting different uh, addictions in their life. But you know what? God doesn't see that addiction. He sees somebody that's going to make a difference in the kingdom. He, he sees somebody that's going to put their family back together. Right. He sees somebody that's going to be a good father after the children have been taken away because of the drug abuse. God is the one that sees beyond where we are. I wonder if today we would let him speak to that person and say, and say, listen, I'm reaching past you right now, but I'm calling to who you can be in this service. Amen. I need my 16 and 18-year-old guys to come up here. 
and, 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 and stand for just a moment. I need one here and one a little further back. And, and, and so, you know, you, you may be right here today. You may be right here. God, you, you don't understand. I got, I got all kinds of problems. I got a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm stuck. Don't let that stop you from listening to the Spirit call you. Hear it. Because God is reaching to that person. Yes. I mean, that person is who you want to be. That person is who God has meant for you to be. He will forgive your sins. He will wash away your past. He will take care of the problems that you've made. You say, but it was my own fault. He doesn't care. I literally prayed the prayer, Brother Thompson. Forgive me for being stupid. This is all my fault. My, my son, one time, I, I broke one of my coffee cups on the kitchen floor, and he was really small, and he was trying to comfort me, but he said, that's all right, Dad. It's all your fault. <laughs> and he was right. And, and we're, we understand this. This is problems of my own making. These are choices that got me where I'm at. But guess what? God doesn't care. He doesn't care about that. He's looking at the person that he's planted in this world. He's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you. He's got a future for you. Isn't that what Jeremiah 29, 11 says? I know my thoughts about you. They're good and not evil. They're thoughts of hope and a future. Let's stand together. How, how do you how do you become that person? You got to release. You got to sell out. You got to leave it all like Simon and Andrew. You you got to start listening to his call, and then you've got to respond. Listen, he can't respond for you, right? Everybody, look at me just a second. Is let's put our shovels away today, okay? By that I mean this isn't for the person behind you. This is for you. Because guess what? God's reaching past every one of us. Amen. Doesn't matter if you've known God for 20 years. He's reaching past you saying, I've still got more for you. It doesn't matter if you don't know God at all. You know? God's ready to reach past you and say, I've got, if you could only see what I see in you, if you could only see the person that I've designed you to be, Amen. you would be so happy. You would be so thrilled. You know, I wonder why. Ever think about Jacob fighting the angel? How did Jacob win that fight? How did he win that fight? I mean, he's a supernatural being he's fighting against. And the book of Hosea said he prevailed. How? Jacob was a loser. I'm telling you. Jacob was a loser. He was a liar. <clears throat> Everywhere he went, he's you, you study his life, he's leaving in the middle of the night. All the time. Running away from his parents' house. 
running away from Laban's house. Finally, it catches up with him. He's like, I'm sick of running. The angel fights with him and asks him the same question. Who are you? Same question his father asked him when he lied and said, I'm Esau, to steal the, the blessing. Finally, he fesses up and says, I'm just Jacob. I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a deceiver. Not anymore, you're not. Not anymore, you're not. I'll tell you what I see. I see the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. I see a name change here. Now, you're going to have a limp from this fight. You're never going to be the same, but I got a future for you. Amen. You know why he won that fight? Because God wants us to win. I said, God wants us to win. All he had to do was finally get to the point where he was honest. future the future Israel I mean do you realize his, his son's names are going to be on the gates of the new Jerusalem I think he turned out okay right what does God have in store for you Amen. what does God have in store for you I'm going to go to that white slide that says say yes to the best God sees in you Say yes to the Amen. best God sees in you. you. You may have come in here with a lot of baggage. God sees you white as snow. All you got to do is repent of your sins and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I messed up. Why do you think he went to the cross? Why do you think he died for us? It's for our sins. Isaiah says it, doesn't it? He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities right? He paid for it. You can be baptized in Jesus' name and wash those sins away. We baptized a guy two weeks ago and we had to get him out quickly because he had an ankle bracelet on. He was still doing his probation, kicking addiction. I love it. I'm like, do we need to put a plastic bag around that or anything? I think if you're quick, be okay. I said, man, if that jolts you in the middle of that water, we are going to have revival in this church because if you start dancing around like that, we're not going to know whether it's the electricity or the spirit and we're going to go crazy. But you know what God sees? He sees a Sunday school teacher. He sees, he does. He does. He sees a great dad. What does he see in you today? Would you let him reach past you? and bring you close to him, every one of us. I want to say a prayer before I open this altar. Lord Jesus, every, every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I pray individually we can open up ourselves to your spirit calling us, Lord. Oh God, potential is lost if it's not realized, Lord, but we want to draw close to you. Your word said, if we will draw nigh to you, you will draw nigh to us. That means when we get up and, and start coming toward you, you are running toward us, Lord. We want to do that right now. We want to do that right now. We want to come to you 
and we want to say yes to the best you see in us. If you don't have the Holy Ghost today, you can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you haven't repented, it's a great day to repent. If you haven't been baptized, it's a great day to be baptized. Wherever you are, if you've known the Lord for 20 years, He's not finished. He's ready to bring you closer. He's got a plan for your life. I want to open these altars as they begin to sing in Jesus' name. Aren't you glad that when Jesus reaches for us, he not only touches us where we are, but he reaches past us to get to the person that he wants us to be. He points the way toward his preferred future for our lives. Prophetically, his touch, it, it takes care of our past, it heals our present, and it enables our future. It makes possible what he has created us for. And we can live together with him beginning today in that future that he has designed for us. Is Jesus reaching past you right now? Past your mistakes, past your weaknesses, past your misunderstandings, past your difficulties, to the life that he's really created for you to live in him. Friend, once you reach with him, why don't you reach with the Savior today? And let's live that life together that He has given us the new birth experience for. Repentance, baptism in water, baptism in spirit. It opens the door to this kingdom life that He has designed for us. Let's reach with Him as Jesus reaches past the conflicts of the present, the difficulties of the past, to give us His preferred future kingdom of our God. God bless you, and thank you, friend, for joining us at Arlington.